It's June 18th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everybody. We hope all of you are doing well and enjoying what's the start of what feels like, at least for Texas, a really brutal summer. I really haven't been enjoying it so far. I had to go out to a job site last Friday, and I went from I went from a client meeting to the job site, and I wore jeans to the client meeting because I wanted to look a little professional, I guess. I, I don't know. But then I went out to the client's job site, and they just poured the slab like a week and a half ago. And I'm standing on this concrete slab in the blazing sun. One, try not to go blind because it's so bright. <laughs> but the other thing was, I'm just standing there sweating buckets. And I bet you that was around the time where it started getting to the the the, the low, almost to the hundreds, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's one of those days where I think it was like ninety five, but the the humidity index had it like a hundred and five to one hundred and fifteen. It was just awful, 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 awful. So I hope everyone is staying cool and comfy. And well, I guess you're probably still sheltering in place. I know, I know, we're both still. You're still working from the office or from the office from home. Just trying to keep everything balanced and keeping the twins occupied so they don't destroy the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that ship may sail pretty soon. Um, but, you know, I, I, I get it. You make sure you keep all the cupboards locked and no crayons on the wall or no markers on the wall, that kind of thing. Or at least water-soluble markers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, so so last time, so we, we did a pod, not last time, but we did a podcast a few weeks back talking about rediscovering the neighborhood and with COVID-19 going on. That was, I think, just a few weeks old at the time. And we were spending, I, at least James and I were spending more times outdoors. One, because, well, it was cooler, at least we could do that. But the other thing that was getting us outside, we, you know, we were walking through the neighborhood and and looking at really finally exploring the neighborhood a little bit because we hadn't in a while. But one of the things that as we were walking through the neighborhood, I found myself doing was walking down the street and just quietly judging our neighbor's houses from the sidewalk. And, and who doesn't, right? Like everyone has these moments where you look at something that someone else has done and you, you start judging them based on your personal ideas or particular preferences i have a friend who was who has relatives who are salad nazis you know if, if he threw a dinner party and invited those relatives he either had to put them in charge of the salad or just not want to include one at all be, so that he wouldn't have to endure endure the the silent judging that he would have had to put up with otherwise <laughs> and we all have something like that that you know we care enough about to judge other people by and I think architects are no exception in that matter. Yeah, oh, I, I think I think by by no means are we are we an exception to that because we're trained to have that critical eye. But but even even at that aspect of you know judging you know judging judging wow judging just sounds so terrible critiquing there we go critiquing buildings. Uh, one there's a um, architect I think she's Kate's an architect isn't she? 
You know, I don't actually know. Okay, I want to say I want to say Kate's an architect. Maybe she's not, but the, but there's an architecture critic named Kate Wagner who has a one of the best blogs ever called McMansion Hell, and she came out with an article recently that was pretty critical of the recent proposals by the architects and designers in America. I guess actually not just in America, but these architects and designers who came out with these ideas about how to address um, the COVID pandemic. And we've seen all these different types of proposals in the news. And sometimes I think people are maybe taking it too seriously, but in the, in the article, she calls out architects and designers for being grifters because we are taking advantage of the current crisis to self-promote. And that's, that's one of those things where, you know, where we, she, and she's clearly passionate about it. She cares enough about it and she cares enough to actually put it down on paper. But that's the, the sort of thing that we think about when we're talking about, you know, as architects, how do we judge or how do we look at what other people are doing and how do we respond to it? And, you know, it, that's a, a rather serious and, and weighty issue. And we're not here to really debate the, the merits of that article or the response from others in the architecture community. But we, we thought we would use that as an opportunity to discuss, you know, good and bad manners in architecture in, in, in a more lighthearted way, uh, you know, for three different reasons. One, because it, you know, it might encourage a little bit more insight into how interacts, how architects interact with everyone. You know, two, because maybe a little self-awareness isn't a bad thing. <laughs> and by putting those thoughts out there, we can help other architects navigate on the job situations or off the job situations as the case may be uh, differently. And three, because we're going to use this podcast as a foundation to build off of in some of our future podcasts. Well, so we'll start by introducing our what not to do in architecture etiquette and then share an alternative what you can do instead. <laughs> okay. Our, our first do this, not that topic really comes from the top of today's episode, and that's don't speak unless spoken to. And how many of us growing up heard that that phrase from our parents at some point in time? Now, I just never really thought I'd be saying it as an architect. But we talked about, you know, we talked about walking through respective neighborhoods and judging other people's houses. And I think that's a fairly common experience for a lot of architects. It's sort of that occupational hazard of being part of the design and construction community, we are walking around and having a hard time turning off the architect mindset as we get into new spaces. But what happens, you know, someone will invite an architect over to their house and we can't help but start looking around the space to try to figure it out. We're looking at construction techniques, material selections, we're looking at the layout of the floor plan. It's all the things that we would do as part of our job. We're now overlaying on your house and your space. And sometimes we may be tempted to share those observations and your opinions on what could have been done differently. Mm, maybe not. <clears throat> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably best, you know, in those instances that we may keep these 
things to ourselves. I mean, I, I know I personally have been guilty of this. Uh, once Faye and I were invited to a work function at one of her co-workers house. I think it was actually her boss's house. So it would have been even worse. Oh um, yeah. And it was to, it was a, let's blow off some steam party because her work group had been working really hard and had just finished a, a particularly difficult time in their work schedule. Uh, so Faye and I, you know, are driving through the neighborhood and I notice the house that we were going into was in a, a zero lot community, you know, which means that the houses can be squished together really close together or closer than normal, at least. Um, and, and so we get out of the car, go inside and our host starts showing us around a bit and we get into the, her kitchen and I see that the builder, because it's a new community. And, and so I was like, and the builder had just, had put some small windows at counter height all along the kitchen where the backsplash where the backsplash would normally be and my immediate thought was ooh that's got to be kind of awkward because those windows would look directly into the neighbor's yard and because it's a zero lot house you're spending a lot of time with your neighbors having a very uncomfortable view directly into your kitchen <laughs> and and i didn't say any of this. this this was all just in my head but for a split second i did think about asking the owner what she thought about her kitchen windows <laughs> and i and I, at that, that point it's just one of those times where you just you have to nod and smile <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's just kind of that thing if they're not asking you, you don't necessarily want to offer i mean you know it's it's don't speak unless spoken to but I think the challenge here, though, is when you get in these situations and the owner actually asks you your opinion, which means either one, they honestly want your opinion, or two, they're looking for a compliment. And no matter which one it is, this really isn't a winnable scenario. <laughs> it's it's you you risk putting yourself in harm's way one way or the other and and it's a great time to find something nice to say and then let them tell you what they consider to be wrong if they want to want to go down that path and then you can take it from there if you wish i james and i were invited to a, a christmas party one year it's a friend of a friend we we'd met him a couple of times but weren't really you know close to him like consider him a friend friend and he had the christmas party he did every year at his townhouse and we went and we get up to the second floor, which is the combined living, dining, kitchen floor. And it's this wide open space. And of course, I'm like, oh, wow, this place looks so great. This is really wonderful. And my first real thought was, oh, my God, it looked like a pottery barn catalog had exploded in the space. Oh, no. Yeah. And I thought. I can't say that out loud. I mean, and, and honestly, it really did look good, but that's that's really the first thought was that yes, yes, you look just like you shipped the entire Pottery Barn showroom right into your living room. Yeah, I imagine in, in those types of situations, we probably shouldn't say anything, but what you can do instead of instead of saying something is just hold it all in until the drive back and then spill it all to your significant other. <laughs> I know Faye and I have definitely had a few of these conversations, you know, going back to the the party where 
we were at where I didn't comment about the awkward windows, I did feel incredibly validated in that particular thought because later on at the party, there were some late arrivals that came in and got the same tour of the house that we did. And they said something about the windows, except they were expressing they were expressing their admiration for such an, uh, a neat idea. And to be fair, it is a neat idea when you do it correctly. Uh, my firm has actually used it in, in townhomes where the kitchen is on the second floor, like you were describing. Um, and you're not going to get any awkward views from the neighbors. Uh, but back to the party, the, the owner of this house specifically said, no, you know, it's actually kind of awkward because those windows are right at kid head height. So the neighbor's kids have a great view into my kitchen without me being able to see them. And in my head, I was just, I was, I was smiling because I felt like a really good architect for having seen that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, those are the things that, you know, well, first of all, yeah. Having the neighborhood neighbor kids being able to see right, right into your kitchen is just a little bit creepy. Um, but the other thing too, is, you know, it's, it's, you don't say it out loud and you just sit in the car and, and wait or wait until you can get in the car and you're going back home. <laughs> and, and then you just sort of spill the beans. It's, it's like going to dinner at someone's house. And I, you know, I always raise very much that if you were went to someone's house for dinner and they put food in front of you, you ate it. Didn't matter how good it was. Didn't matter what, if it was something you didn't care for, you ate it because that was the polite thing to do. And I guess architecture is the same way. You, you just nod and, and say, oh, no, everything looks great. Well, you, you really must love this place, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, on the way home, just spill your guts. And hopefully your spouse doesn't just roll their eyes like I think they tend to do sometimes. <laughs> and, 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 I think, and I think we'll hear more about that next week when we do have Fane James on the podcast. Because just as a this is, this is why we wanted to introduce this topic, because I, I, I know for a fact that Faye, this is just covering my ass because I'm pretty sure Faye might want to say something about that. <laughs> well, and speaking of sharing your opinions, um, well, this actually segues really nicely into what the, the next architecture do this, not that thing. And it's to, you, you don't poke your nose into someone else's project. You know, we give our thoughts on buildings as part of our daily job. And that's what we do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to insert ourselves into a friend's project if he's already hired someone else to design and build it. You know, the the rule of thumb has always been you don't work for friends and family, which is something you don't do because it can get really messy if things go wrong. But as architects, you know, if you have a friend who's starting a new construction project and hires an architect who isn't you, then you don't go running around and poking your nose into that relationship because it only just, and it makes everything awkward for everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I had a similar situation. At, um, there was, we, I had a similar situation with a client um, a while back uh, that the, the client came to us with a, a smaller residential project and my boss took it to our group because we had experience with this client. Uh, he was a repeat client with a good track record uh, in the office. And we, we had experience with that type of work. We started working through the project and it became clear pretty quickly that he wanted the building to be as simple as possible, you know, straight up box with windows, kind of simple. 
he nixed any kind of cantilevers or balconies or anything of the sort that would that we had originally proposed because he didn't want a super complicated construction process. You know, if you hang anything off the building, it it, it automatically takes the construction level up a little bit in terms of complications. <laughs> and we couldn't change his mind. So we just did the box with the windows in it, just like he asked. Uh, but as we were wrapping up with the final design of the building, the client came back to us with our own drawings covered in marks showing the things he'd like to change. And we sit down with him, go over the changes, only to realize that these changes weren't from him. He had gone to an architect friend of his and asked his friend's opinion on what to do with the building. And his friend sat down and proceeded to add the cantilevers and the balconies that we had suggested a month ago. <laughs> and now our client was sitting here telling us that he thought these were good additions to the building. And as you can imagine, we weren't thrilled. <laughs> but, you know, we got to do what we wanted with the building. But it just seemed like a very ass-backward way of falling into that. You know, yeah, you're, you're right. You got to do what you ultimately wanted to do. But, but the, it's not not really an appropriate interaction. I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're a professional to, to mark up someone else's drawings that way. Now, now there, there is sort of, I think, the challenge that as architects, it's hard not to feel, I won't say flattered, may not be the right word, but feel that your friend appreciates your opinion enough and that sees you as a real professional enough to ask you what your opinion is of the design that they have for their place. And I can, I can completely see that happening. But as architects, what we really should be doing is sitting down with our friends and saying, you know what, you have a, an architect that you already work with. And what you should really do is, is sit down and talk to your architect and just tell him that you want to make some changes to the project. I don't think he'll, he'll be unhappy with that. And it, it really continues to build that relationship with, with the architect that you already have. So as, and of course, as the, as the architect that that's doing this project, I, I think you'd rather have the owner be honest and upfront with you. And I, 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 yeah, I, I just think it's, it's hard. It's hard for us, I think, not to want to contribute to something because that's really what we do, but better us not try to add our two cents in and, and even better for, for free, no less, because our friends will see this as a, Oh, it's just a courtesy thing. So keep in mind, just kind of keep your nose out of it push them back over to the owner and let him work that relationship out. And I think our last bit of do this, not that advice would be, you know, don't beat yourself up. You know, architecture is a, is a very visual career path and architects are very good at self-promoting as you're looking through social media, design magazines and other articles online about the latest works from other architects. You know, it's easy to go down the rabbit hole of comparing your career and trajectory to other architects. You know, we all wish we were skinnier, better looking and working on projects with an infinite budget and complete control over the design process. That's every architect's dream. <laughs> that is every architect's dream. The, the unlimited budget and complete design control. I mean, I, I think one of, the, one of the running jokes is that I love architecture. It would be great if I didn't have to have a client. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, but instead, you, you do. 
and and you know we just don't get stuck in that downward spiral you know you became an architect for a reason you know just find happiness where you are yeah yeah and and even uh, and i will say this it's because uh, because i i because <laughs> i do have an instagram account and a twitter account and a facebook page and all that sort of stuff it is real easy to get yourself stuck into that mindset that oh my god am i doing enough am i getting enough clicks am i getting enough hits i mean all these things that that social media in a lot of ways has trained us to do you see the other architects out there posting you think i'm not posting enough or i'm i'm not posting significant enough information but as we're wrapping up i want to go back and cover what we we're talking about here just to remind you guys don't speak unless spoken to don't stick your nose into someone else's project and finally don't beat yourself up those are three you know, those are, and I, I like to think that we've, we're only able to come up with three sort of bad manners or, you know, bad manners examples, but uh, I I don't know that I would want any more. <laughs> I'd like to think we're pretty well behaved. And I think, and I think those are, I think those are the, uh, maybe the, maybe not the, the, the worst, but probably the most common <laughs> of, of what architects might or might not do. Yeah, definitely. I would think the most common, but we'll we'll end on that note because, like like Matthew was saying, you know, next week it's going to be, oh my goodness, the start of Faye and Faye and James, and honestly, we may stretch this over two podcasts because I I don't know, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of conversation happening. <laughs> I'm sure James has plenty to say, and I'm sure. Phase the same oh, way. Eager to compare notes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what really scares me. It's like, oh my god, we're getting the spouses together, and they're going to be able to talk to one another. This this could be funny or disastrous or both. But I, I guess we'll find out next time. Uh, but in the meantime, hope everyone is doing well and staying cool and dry. As usual, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Actually, I have a Pinterest. Um, account now don't don't even ask i don't know how we got into that but there we are so you can find me pretty much all over social media and i'm at uh, archgeekmat on twitter so perfect so anyway uh thank you guys for listening again and we will talk to you next week sounds good bye